time you read about it in the Wall Street Journal, it's already too late. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways. The only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Let me lock in that trade right now and get back to you with my secretary with an exact confirmation. Buy or sell time. Talking a lot about CSU the last couple of days, and rightfully so. Big news with uh, Joe Parker out as the athletic director. Are we buying or selling that this move, along with potential new contract and all that stuff to entice Nico, are you buying or selling that Nico Medved is the long is is in it for the long haul for CSU? Will he be the next Sonny Lubick? Great coach that could probably coach anywhere, but he found a home here. He's taken care of here. He's treated like a king here. Will he be here long term? Now, I know, Angel, you're not that close to the program, but based on your college following, you know the area well enough now. Buying or selling that Nico's in it for the long haul? I think I'm selling it. Ooh, you think he's gone? I do. I think uh, it's, you see this a lot in college sports, especially with college basketball. Um, a coach that kind of has a good run of success. We know we've talked about his first couple of years and then the middle two years with COVID and then the year after going to the dance. And then this year, obviously, they're probably going back to March Madness. So it's... It's kind of those things, and then if you win a game or two in March Madness, it becomes, okay, we're looking at that guy. Mm. And, you know, talk about, yes, the athletic director, the NIL, all that stuff. It's improving, but there are other schools out there that, hey, we have this set up, and it's moving already. We want you to hop on this train. Yeah. I, I, this one's tough because he's going to get offers. He's going to get people contact him at some point. Does he like it here enough? Is the deal sweet enough for him? That might have been a lot of what the thinking was with Joe Parker. Clear him out of here. Get somebody who can really negotiate and get something going. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to move. That's tough. I don't know. I'm going to buy it. I'm buying that stock today. All cash. None of it's on the books. College football playoffs. Are you buying or selling this? Without saying I need to see how it goes, you and I both talked about we don't want to see blowouts in the next five to ten years. Just right now, today, are we buying or selling the new format? No, I'm interested to see how it goes. You're buying the stock. You're going all in. Or are you out on this? I'm going to sell it as well. I think it'll work for a few years, um, but with the way college football is still moving, like it feels like realignment's kind of settled for right now, but there are still two former Power 5 teams out there waiting to find a conference. I could see them trying to get to a straight-up Power 4, and that may include bringing up you know, five, six of the best group of five programs and making it a legit power. So you're kind of selling this right now, buying the new, a new idea. Yeah. I think, I don't think the five plus seven will be permanent. I'm, I'm buying it because I love, I love that we're keeping the core of, we're keeping the chunk of stud teams and top 25 teams and legitimate teams. I love that. 
And I also love that we're going to ease in one, maybe two on a very, very rare occasion where you have a a group of five stud team that just happens to be second to an even better team. I like the chance that one of those teams gets a a shot, you know, a seat at the table. So I'm buying. All cash. None of it's on the books. Luka Doncic is a a free agent. Well, he'll have a player option to start the 26-27 season. So basically, not this season, not next season, not that season, but after that, Luka will have a player option in 26-27. Do you see him? Are you buying or selling a Luka Nuggets jersey in the year 2026? I am buying it. Oh, you're buying that. Shocker. Yeah, um, no, you're... Let me ask, are you buying it because you, you think it could happen? You think, think it's, it's happening? I think it's more likely to happen than it has been the last couple of years. I think, with obviously, winning the championship sets your expectations differently. I love Jamal. I love MPJ. I love the team that they have right now. But if you want to get into getting the most out of Nikola Jokic and his time here... You have to go get him an all-star. We've never seen it. Joker's never had an all-star. And Luka is top five player in the league right now. Yep. No doubt about it. And I know, they're best friends, and we all get a kick out of the videos and all of that. But that type of chemistry, when they can meet up on a random weekend in February and be best friends, and then they could actually sit and work together and watch film together and choreograph their game together, it's lethal. Let's hear about, let's hear from what, okay, let's hear from Nikola Jokic on this. Joker was asked, you know, what he thought of the idea of teaming up with Luka during the All-Star weekend. Here's what Nikola Jokic had to say about his dear friend. Translate that for us. I gave you the wrong clip. Uh, we won't, unless you can speak uh, you Serbian, you can understand that. Uh, he said... Don't, don't, don't uh, cuss. I don't want to leave Denver, but if Luka gets peed off in Dallas, he can come. And he was, you know, he was casual about it. He was funning with it. Um, but it's stuff that we've talked about for about a year now, or two. We've said... Joker loves Denver. They took care of him. He's not leaving. Michael Malone's his guy. He's that's his that's his team. He's not a superstar like Luca is. He's a different kind of star. He doesn't need a bigger market. Dallas is is an is a big market, right? It's a big market. I'd say so. And I think Luca is yeah, he's a superstar, but he's not even in that same no. NBA superstar category. But he's closer. He's like he's in that world of you know Tatum and 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 Devin Booker, like he's in those in that world. Joker's not in that world at all. Like the the social aspects of it. I don't know about social media. So that's but where I was kind of going with. Like we don't see a ton of Luca. Like yeah, he's not. He's he's not like a face of the NBA. Probably not, but they do market him pretty good. Yeah, well, he's their best. He's the only good player they have. Well, not just Dallas. Like the NBA, they market Luca pretty good. And obviously, you have to be available. To, to be marketed somewhat. You have to be out there. You have to put yourself out there. But 
Joker came in and he's like, I'm not about the superstar life. Denver's perfect for me because the media attention isn't what it would be in Dallas. It's not what it would be in Brooklyn. It's not what it would be in New York or L.A. So it's perfect. We've always said this. Like, Joker's not going to leave Denver. That's going to be it. I see a Luka getting frustrated with Dallas because keep in mind, now, now Joker has the hardware to back it up. He's got the championship. So if Luka gets to the point where this season they don't win a title, Next season, they don't win a title. And the season after that, you got you got two and a half years, basically. Two and a half seasons. And if they don't win a title from that, does Luka look at the Nuggets situation and go, man, that would be, that'd be a great way to round out my career? Because, I mean, by then, by then, I mean, he's still very young. He's like, he's played in the league. This is his, is this really only his, how many years has he played? He signed a five-year deal. Back in the 22 season, 21 season? And he's still a relatively young player. He's played in the NBA for... He's 24 years old. 24. I think this is... His, is this his fifth year in the league? So he's got a long way to go. A very long career out in front of him. But he could look at that and go, man, I could... If I go back there with Joker... In his last few years of his career, maybe he'll re-up. Maybe that makes Joker want to re-sign a new contract, too, in the next you know couple of years. But he'll be so he'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2027. But he'll be he'll have a player option in 26 20, the 26 27 season. So when you look over at the Nuggets contracts, um, Joker is through. He's got a player option in the 27 28 season. So theoretically, if Luca had the player option and opted out in 26-27, he would have he could go sign a deal with the Nuggets. Joker has the player option the next year. Maybe that makes Joker want to sign a 3-year deal after that or or at least pick up his player option for the 27-28. Angel that could actually fall in line very very beautifully. Um where Luke is a free agent, or he's got the player option, declines the player option, goes to Denver, signs a three-year deal, Joker signs a three-year deal, and those are your stars. Jamal Murray, keep in mind, next year, next year, the 24-25 season, is his final year in his contract. Michael Porter Jr., the the year Luka will have the player option, that will be Michael's final season, or his final year on his contract. Aaron Gordon has a player option the year before that. There is a part of me that looks at the Nuggets right now. Now, I don't know. They might sign Jamal to a two-, three-year deal. Or does he want a five-year deal? If you're the Nuggets and you're and you're looking at this and you're Calvin Booth and you go, is it realistic that Luka plays for the Nuggets in three years? And if that is realistic, is it realistic that he re-signs signs a long-term contract? And Nikola Jokic signs a long-term contract. Listen to us talking like this is actually th- something that could happen. That's how, that's how much the weekend moved me on this, Angel. You could see a scenario where Calvin Booth goes, we'll let Porter ride it out. We'll let Aaron Cor- Gordon ride it out. Do we find a stopgap? In between a Jamal Murray, do we re-sign him for five years? Because he's going to want a five-year contract. He's 26 years old. 
he's looking for another five-year contract. And if you sign him to a five-year contract, you've now locked in beyond the 28-29 season. There's no way you can have Luka unless you have a trade at that stage. But if the if, if, if Luka declines his player option, he's a free agent. Well, you can't afford him then to come and be with the Nuggets while Joker, Jamal, MPJ, and Aaron Gordon are on the team. Or do the Nuggets get aggressive and go to Dallas and say, Luka doesn't want to be there. You know, how close are Luka and Joker? Where Joker could say, demand a trade. And would Joker be willing to say, hey, bye-bye Murray, bye-bye MPJ, bye-bye something else to get him there? So there's a couple of different scenarios that could play out in the next two to five years. Could you see Calvin Booth realistically sitting down with Joker going, your boy serious about coming here? Because we can't tamper. So I just got to talk to you. No, you can't tamper either. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that, Joker. But do you think he would come here in 2027? Because if the answer is yes, then are you signing Jamal Murray to a five-year deal? The answer is yes. If Joker has some inside scoop that he can give Calvin Booth and says, I know for a fact that Luka's going to turn down that player option to become a free agent, and he'll come here. I wouldn't sign Murray to a five-year deal. Would you sign him at all? If he wants five years, I'm not giving him five years. You can get three. I was like, two would be perfect. He's not going to take a two-year deal. Nope. Because then that that tells him, oh, you're just looking to get rid of me. Maybe. At some point. Well, and again, so I when don't... you sign him to three with you know that last year being flexible, and maybe you front load the contract, and then you make it more valuable for a trade if you want to try to trade for Luca. Yeah. the The reality is the Nuggets as a team, the team that they've assembled right now, they have built to win a championship, multiple championships. That's still up in the air. But it's going to come to a point with Calvin Booth and Michael Malone where they're going to have to sit down and realize, okay, what we've built here is great. If we want to keep winning, we have to do something different. We have to take this to another level. We have the best player. We need another guy that's going to be right there with us. Well, sooner or later you're going to wear the guy out, too. Like you said, he's never had an all-star on his team. Gordon's been the closest. And can you keep doing this for the next five, six years? Because Joker's still young, but he just turned, what, 29 yesterday? He's car- He carries the team. They're good around him. They built the nice pieces around him. Good on you for that. But how long can Joker carry the team deep into the playoffs when it's him? It's on his back. Well, if he, he has a bad the game, they're going to lose. Years without MPJ and Murray. Right. And then when they came back, they won a championship. That's great. Yep. Awesome. If he has to do that again and they don't win it, he's got. I don't know if he's going to demand it, but the fans, us, we're going to say we need to capitalize on this guy. We need to get him another player. Well, wouldn't you agree that last year in the championship run, Joker looked exhausted? Sure. And that was he's ever played. And that was only, I mean, again, that series, they didn't have a lot of crazy series as far as win-loss records. They dominated everybody. They won in five against the Heat, right? Yep. They won, they swept... Did they sweep the T-Wolves, or did the T-Wolves get one? They won that one five. They won that one five. They ended up winning the Phoenix one in five. Six. because Phoenix got two, right? Yep. Um, you swept the Lakers. Five, six, four, five. 
Yeah. And so that was, he looked exhausted from all of that. And that was relatively short series. You know, you went six. You didn't go seven on any of those. So is that going to be the case this year? Certainly the Nuggets are not as good offensively as they have been. They're about the same record, but they're latter, they're they're worse offensively than they were last year. And there are other teams that are now going up. I was looking at some stats last night. Um, so it's not as easy. You know, and, and not saying it was easy last year, but the Nuggets could score. They could score a lot of points. You're going to try. You're going to push hard to get the championship this year, and then next year you've still you're still in the Jamal MPJ Gordon window. But you're going to be at that point pretty soon where okay, we have the greatest player of all time, May, Nuggets greatest player of all time, probably a tip top ten depending on who you ask of all time, two time maybe three time MVP. We can't get out of this when he retires and say we only have one championship to show for it. Is that you're going to start feeling pressure now? This is no longer the adorable Nuggets and they've never won. We're the lovable loser from zero to hero and all that stuff. They got one now and you have the best player in the NBA. So the pressure to now take it to the next level, dynasty, all that stuff, is there. And if this isn't the right group, which I still think it is, but what's easier? Making Jamal, MPJ, and Gordon mesh together? Or Luka and Joker, you're going to score 63 a night just with the two of you. I just got to find another scorer. Just one other guy. And that can just be a wing. That can just be, like, who knows? That could be MPJ if you're willing to take a crappier contract. I mean, it's... Who's to turn down the idea of Jokic, Luca, Peyton Watson, and Strother? I know if, that's that's a very that's a far-reaching potential. Strother is but... really the the new version of MPJ. There you go. You've got your shooter. You've got your other scorer that can drop in fifteen to twenty a night. You don't need another. You, you got Luca and Mello, or Luca and Mello. I'm reading a text to Mello. Um, Luca and Joker are going to fall over 60 points a night. It took three, four years for this group that's assembled now to win a title mm-hmm. altogether. Yep. And they, you had pieces like Monte and Will and Jeremy Grant and those types of pieces that were in there that helped, but all of it was in the effort to make sure the core was going to be good enough. You are starting to put yourself in that situation where the next core, we have to make sure they are good enough, well, it's got, not better. And, and, and Angel... As you grow, we're going to look at this with the Chiefs organization. You're no longer ever able to go back into rebuild mode with Patrick Mahomes. Ever. Mahomes is is a champion. He's a dynasty guy. He's an MVP. He's a three-time champ. In five years from now, you can't go back to him and say, we want to reload. We're going to reload. This is going to be a bad year for you, but we're reloading and we're rebuilding. Odds are he's going to want out. He's going to want to go to a, cha- a team that has a, a built-in team. With Joker, not to say he'd do something like that, but you're not going to get... The guy will just go. If he's on a bad team and it's just like, this is it. Now all the guys are gone. We faded. My time's done. I'll go back to Serbia. He already said as much. He wants to be forgotten. He'll easily just say, you know, I'm done. I'm not going to rebuild it. So the point is, the Nuggets have already got the rebuild. They're there. You're not going to go back up and then crawl back down that mountain to only to try to spike back up. You're going to do something different. And different would be, here's Luka, quick fix compared to Jamal 
and MPJ. We're not rebuilding. We're just reimagining. No, and we talked about, you know, when you win that title, your cycle kind of resets a little bit. I know Malone's talked about this. Some of the players have talked about it. It's how do you remotivate yourself? And it's not just we're looking to build to win to build to win a championship. You've won the championship. Now you have to build to win another. And in the way the NBA works and the way the sports work, you can't just keep running back the same group and thinking it's going to work. No, you're you're constantly editing. Um, you, you look at Golden State. If the Warriors get to the point where they're bad, but Curry's good, they have one good player and they're just bad. They're a 30-win team. Curry will leave. And it would be good business for Golden State to trade him and just say, the Splash Brothers era is over. That's what Dame did. The Golden State era. Yeah, but they never won anything. Yeah, but he was on a bad team for a long time. Yeah, but he was, I mean, they never got to the mountain. My, my point is, great teams that get to the mountain aren't good with going back to the base. They'll go somewhere else. And, and that'd be good business by the team that they're on to say, the Curry days are over. The Green days are over. The, the Clay Thompson days are over. It's time to rebuild. Steph, thank you for your time. You'll, we'll retire your number. It's great. You're moving on. You're happy because you're going to go to a team that wants you. They're going to give us some draft picks or whatever out of that deal. We're going to get some young talent, and that's how we're going to rebuild this thing. So with the Nuggets, they are in their championship window right now. In three years, they, they are going to have a crossroads. Maybe they're still in it. <laughs> Maybe they got it. Maybe Strother turns up to be an amazing player. Peyton Watson. Amazing player. And you can expand that window. But you got about two to three years left with this current core of this window. And then if you don't win titles and you don't see that there's going to be more with Jamal and MPJ, you're going to then say, okay, we're not going back to the drawing board with Joker. We're going to have to get rid of all this, clean house. Luca, you're coming in. We've done a little quick fix for this team. Those are realistic possibilities. I don't know how, I mean, they're close. Joker and Luca are close. Would Luca ever want to come to Denver, Colorado? Don't yeah. see why not. Uh, Flying Dutchman says, "Aren't the reasons Joker loves being in Denver the reasons Carmelo wanted to leave?" Yeah, one uh, among a few. Uh, McLean Clippers and T Wolves are the only teams I'm a little scared of in the West. Mm. T Wolves match up better with the Nuggets. Um. But the Clippers, it's they're good, but they're the OKC okay, doesn't scare you. No, they're still they're they're like the Kings of last year. Phoenix was seven and three in their last ten. They're not they're not a concern, and this is a different team than it was last year. And they've gelled better. I haven't watched enough of them to see. I mean, Devin, Devin Booker's a scary guy, and then Durant. You just you know, I've watched a lot of games where Durant wasn't there, but I know that that's not the real Kevin Durant. He's still there. Yeah, though, though that's about right. You know that that's about right. You got a big stretch of games coming up for Denver, though. They need to they need to get a lot of momentum now that they've got this core. They know who their team is now. Trade deadline's over. They got a lot of momentum. They need to find a way to get some momentum quickly out the gates. They can't do what the Avs did. The Avs are back at it tonight. They cannot start out the gates after the All Star break as. As rough as they, as they've been as as the apps. So here's the Nuggets' remaining schedule: sixteen home games, eleven road games, twelve games versus below five hundred teams, ten games on national TV, three games against Minnesota, and only three back to backs. 
Yeah, this is the time to make that move for the number one seed. You want home court advantage. Like, this is important. You, you saw how powerful it was for you last year. So you got to go get it. To the team, right off the bat, bad teams, right? Uh, Washington and then Portland. Okay. Yeah. Got to start off on the right foot. Go get those dubs. That's Thursday. Let's go. Yep. Time to get after it. 30 minutes after the hour, let's take a quick break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Football season is over. But college basketball is heating up. Hear UNC Bears hoops and Westwood One's coverage of college basketball on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Jeff Linder, head men's basketball coach at the University of Wyoming Cowboys. And you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into the whole show, powered by Chevron. Um, We know that Russell Wilson is looking to to sell his home, is looking to get out of that deal there on gel. And uh, you brought it up. Hey, maybe he's downsizing. Maybe he knows he's going to take a he's going to take a little bit of a hit. So so he's downsizing. Um, I don't think so. Did you see who was it uh, on ESPN that said he just thought Russ was going to be done with football? Was it the ha- one of the Hasselbacks? He just thought this would be it, that they would just decide to, or that Russ and, and, and company would just decide to be done. I man, that would be a weird way to end this thing for him, a guy that was on the cusp of the Hall of Fame. Maybe he. Maybe he really is, but for him to just let it end this way, I find that hard to believe. I I don't see him going down without a fight. And that speaks a lot to his character, I think. But again, if he decides to call it quits, I would not call him a quitter. There's a lot of things you can say about Russ, but he's a hardworking guy. He's not a quitter. He He would retire because honestly, maybe there's no place for him in the NFL right now, and I, I don't, that's not doesn't mean you quit. You've earned a lot. You've won a title. You've done everything in the league, so it wouldn't. He'd still have a really great career when it's all said and done, but it will probably go down, Angel. As I don't know if this is the worst time in Broncos history. The last eight years as a whole has been. The worst time in Broncos history. I would I would imagine so. Unless you want to go back way further. Way further than the Super Bowl years. The, just going to the Super Bowl years. Maybe back with Floyd Little when they didn't know if they wanted to keep the franchise in Denver. Maybe those were the worst times. They were scary times. But the eight-year stretch has been the worst. The last two years, you could argue the Nathaniel Hackett year was worse than all of them was worse than even before your Super Bowl years with Josh McDaniels cuz you cuz the way I look at the Broncos as a, you know in its history from my history you know I started getting into the Broncos when I was 6 7 8 you know really really getting in learning from my family and friends and watching it all the time 
it didn't have a lot of bad bad stuff in the 90s. It was all good. Very excited about the young tight end they drafted out of Savannah State and Shannon Sharp. And I was like, this guy's going to be a stud. He was a stud. Or my dad told me he was going to be a stud. I didn't analyze that at the age of four, Angel. Um, I was excited about those guys. Terrell Davis storming onto the scene. They lost to Jacksonville. It was disappointing. But hey, you're a playoff team. So good times. The next year, Super Bowl. Great times. The next year, Super Bowl. Great times. John Elway's going to retire. Oh, I've known no other Bronco. I've known no other way of life than a John Elway-led Bronco team. Brian Greasy enters. Oh, Brian Greasy, Michigan, let's go. He beat Tom Brady. Tom Brady was his backup. Tom Brady was giving him water. We didn't even know who Tom Brady was. So here comes Brian Greasy. First year, not so good. Second year, uh uh-oh, playoffs. So first year, whatever. Year after Elway, fine. Next year, playoffs again. Broncos country, we're good. We can survive. And then you're bad. Not very good, but it wasn't dark times. They weren't dark times. And then you go trade for, I think it was a trade or maybe it was a free agent deal, Jake Plummer. A lot of people, it was controversial. A lot of people didn't love Jake Plummer, but you're in the playoffs. Three years in a row with Jake Plummer, you're in the playoffs. Not good enough. You move on from Jake, well, you draft Jake Cutler. Still, not dark times. Still fine. Jake Cutler, gunslinger, cannon out of an arm, weird attitude, but fine. Not dark times. Josh McDaniels enters. 6-0. and He gets rid of Jay Cutler before that, though. Yikes. Was that a good move? Kyle Orton? Okay. I'd have a beer with that guy, but yeah. 6-0. and Not dark times. Josh McDaniels running up and down the field, cheering up the crowd. We beat the Cowboys. We beat Romo and the Cowboys. We beat the freaking Patriots. We are 6-0. and Not at all. Dark times. And then you go 2-8 and eight the rest of the way through. Dark times. Not the darkest, but dark. Next year, McDaniels is back. Awful. Brandon Marshall, gone. Peyton Hillis, gone. Tony Scheffler, gone. Cursing on Thanksgiving night on national TV. Ugh, cringeworthy. Just bad stuff from Josh McDaniels. Dark times getting in there we haven't experienced a lot of it though we're just entering dark times so you're still like okay this is new and it's scary i'm not used to this but we'll be fine we're the broncos still we're the broncos my voice cracked because that was how scared i was at that point and then comes the light then comes the light here comes a guy riding on a white horse a bronco no not a bronco oh yeah bronco that not that bronco though and here he is it's john elway so i'm gonna save you guys I'm going to save you guys, and we're going to fix this thing. Okay, Josh, the hell out. He didn't fire him. They moved on from Josh before that. But here comes John. You know what? John Fox, bring it in here. John, all right, here we go. Kyle Orton, we can do this. Let's figure it out. We got Kyle. Let's go. Um, Kyle Orton, yeah, it's okay. Oh, the crowd loves this Tebow guy. This is weird. He can't throw. He's skipping rocks out that there. That was the light I was talking about. Mm, that was still dark times. It was somewhat dark times. Tebow skipping rocks. Can't throw a ball more than five yards. And suddenly, the crowd wants Tebow. Oh, crap. We're not very good, so let's just give it a shot. You you win. You win some weird games. Kickers are peeing on the sidelines. Running backs are running out of bounds. Coaches are putting on an all-blitz when the quarterback can't throw more than 10 yards. You get it. You win the division. Not dark times, confusing times. I don't know how to feel. 
Half Broncos country hates Tim Tebow. Half of Bronco country loves Tim Tebow. Yeah, we went to the playoffs. We went. We won an AFC game. Demarius Thomas was a hero. This was great. Was it? Is that sustainable? I don't know. The Colts released Peyton Manning. Oh, really? A guy can dream. And then the Tebowites were like, what about Tim Tebow? We still we love that guy, Peyton. Peyton who? Okay, no. Logic has gone out the window. Tebow has forced logic to go out the window. We're not doing this. Peyton didn't have a neck at that point. Peyton had four neck surgeries. I'd still take four neck surgeries with the dream of what Peyton can be over the idea of Tim Tebow long term. So Peyton Manny comes in. Three and three. You were down by 20 to the Chargers. You come all the way back. You never lose again the rest of the year until the Baltimore game. Sad times at the end of the season, but not dark. You have number 18 as your quarterback for the foreseeable future. Things are good. Fast forward. You you lost a Super Bowl. You won a Super Bowl. Great. And then Gary Kubiak takes Trevor Simeon in the 9-7 and seven Broncos and decides, I'm done. We're not feeling it, John. Time to move on. I gave you two years. Enter dark times. So the, the, that was like I had a year and about 75% of a season of dark times with Josh McDaniels. And that was rough. But we can recover. You know, we can. it's Broncos country. And that we did. Got a Super Bowl out of it. After Gary left, I had never entered this before in my life and I was 29 when this began so my whole life before I reached the age of 30 I have experienced very little depression from the Broncos caused by the Broncos this is why this is such an interesting time and then that eight-year stretch led to Nathaniel Hackett and Russ, where I thought it couldn't get any worse. The dark times are over. There's your other light in you know light in the t- at the end of the tunnel. Russell Wilson. What? It's going to happen? We're going to get out of this thing? We're bringing a Hall of Famer in with a young coach? I don't even care what his name is. He's a weird goatee. That's fine. Here comes Russell Wilson. He's going to save us. And our dark times won't last more than seven years. Six years. Here comes Russ. It's even worse. Just as bad, but it's worse because you thought it would be great. And it's worse. So I will probably look at the Russell Wilson time as the darkest of times with Nathaniel Hackett and Sean Payton because I expected the savior of Broncos country. And it wasn't the case. Let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports slash. Hi, this is Jesse Kurtz, executive producer and lead anchor of the Mountain West Network. And you're listening to The Whole Show on 1310 KFKA. All right, so what's... Play it on me there, Angel. What's uh, what's what's this face mystery ESPN have to say about the Joker-Luca thing? Kind of making it a deal? I don't know if you can find it. Um, weird if I take. If I spell his name correctly, I would. <laughs> uh, just a weird, a weird question from him. On this. Here, while you're looking for that, let me read this. Uh, Flying Dutchman texting it about Russ. Realistically, how much money could Russ get in the free agent market? Nobody wants that distraction. Yeah, I, I, I certainly wouldn't do it unless I thought he was going to be my starter. Or unless I thought I'm giving him, like, there's a 60-70% chance he's going to be my starter. So maybe 
maybe uh, whoever said he was potentially going to be done if he doesn't can't make it work with Denver, maybe you're right. Because I, I just don't look at him. I mean, it, you can't blame it on Peyton or Hackett even. It, it was clunky. It was bad. It just didn't look right. All right, Stephen A's got stuff to say about this. Yeah, so Stephen A on his own show, podcast thing that he does, uh, took a call from a listener regarding Jokic and Luka playing on the same team. His overall response was, why does Jokic need Luka? Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't right now. But he's 29. You don't think that a superstar would want his life to get a little bit easier? Uh, you don't think Patrick Mahomes would tell you that winning the Super Bowl was great, but it sure would have been nice if I would have had Tyreek Hill on my football team. Sure. Yeah, make it easier. And I just look, okay, what has Luke, what has Jokic done on his own? Two MVPs, finals MVP, and a championship. And, well, two, and two Western Conference finals trips. Sure. What has Luka done on his own? No MVPs. Nope. No, uh, no trips to the Western Conference finals. Nope. No championships. Nope. So, no. Joker doesn't need Luka. question is, does Luka need Jokic? Maybe. I mean, Luka's good enough where he could he could be a great player that could rise, raise all boats, but they haven't found the right combo for him, like Calvin Booth and Tim Conley found for Nikola Jokic. But, uh, no. But I'm telling you right now, if at the age of 32, which I think Joker would be when, his, when Luka has the player option, if you're telling me, I don't have to work as hard, I got another guy that's going to, Get triple doubles, too? Sweet. That takes a lot off of me. 49 minutes after the hour, what did we learn? That's coming up next. Go home for UNC basketball. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, what's going on? This is Justin Adams with CBS4 down in Denver, Colorado. And you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. The next time you get angry over a bad play, remember you need teamwork to win, not arguments. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Hey, hey, what do you say? We all had a special day. Now turn to a friend and say what you learned today. What do we learn on this 20th day of February. Well, I learned a couple of different things here. I learned that the universe works in a very mysterious way, Angel. It could work out to where Luka Doncic is up with um, his player option right around the time MPJ's done, Aaron Gordon's on his way out, Joker has a player option, so maybe potential to re-sign, and then by then Jamal will be done. But there will be some really interesting avenues the Nuggets need to go down to see if that's even a possible thing in the next three years. And in the meantime, why not go win a couple of championships the way it's the way it's uh, functioning right now? Angel, what'd you learn? Would you try to keep Gordon as much as I can? But w- w- yeah, because he he would He's compliment the type of both. guy that would want that you could sign to a couple two year deals. It, it, again, Gordon's about the same age as Joker, right? Mm-hmm. And they get drafted the same year. 2014, yeah. So I, I think I would try if you can afford him, and he's Mr. Nugget, right? So he might stick around for that. If Porter decides at the end of this contract that he's he's more like a mediocre guy, then yeah, you could even talk to him. I don't know how long his back's going to go. Right. Jamal won't be though. Jamal's a wants to be an all star, and he Jamal won't. I don't even know if he will be an all star 
as the Denver Nuggets point guard. I just don't know if it's constructed that way with him. He's too inconsistent. So I would try to keep Gordon. Um, what did you learn today? Uh, the playoff expansion seating is set. Um, looking forward to see how this plays out. I'm looking to the interest. For me, it's how the fans and the media and the casuals are going to react to it. You know, if it ends up being how it would have been this year with five Big Ten, four SEC schools, how much of that? Oh, it's just a bias committee, man. Maybe we just go back to the computer and let him do it. I don't know. No. Maybe, that, maybe you combine the two with the computer and the playoff and spit it out. There absolutely will be complaints. Kind of like how the NFL does it. Yeah, there absolutely will be complaints with how this is done. No question about it. But see, if you want to do what the NFL is doing, Angel, you just every conference gets it gets in. I want a legit power four by themselves. Yes. Well, there would be a legit power four. They get the first round by. You boost up the ACC and the Big 12 to match the SEC and the Big 10, and there's your power four. They get the first round by. And then um, all your other you crappy do, conference yeah, you're champs. Yeah, four and then eight. eight from the other same conferences, yeah. 12 teams. Just by themselves? Yes. Yeah. Could be where we're headed. You football snob, you angel. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back at it on a Wednesday. We got Brew Talk coming up at 5, the UNC Coaches Show at 6 o'clock with Mike Rice. Good night, Northern Colorado.